welcome back to another episode of Coast to Coast Calls. I hope that your Christmas had been great, that you've been patient waiting for another episode, because here we are, another episode of Calls have come out. If you haven't followed us on Facebook yet, go do so, because that's where we tell you guys anything that you want to know, really, whether it's new series, published episodes, you know, future series as well, that's where we post all of that, so go find us on Facebook, and if you haven't been getting notified once again, make sure that you are enabling your notifications, because that helps, so you can listen to an episode the episode comes out on a platform that you listen to it on, I should say. Now, this episode is a Midwest type of episode. It takes place in Nebraska. Now, I'm just going to issue a viewer discretion advice because I think that is important to issue one. And I think we should issue this because it's a cult. And as you keep on listening to these cults are all about sex and murder not about god not about religion but about sex and murder now i could say once again that a cult is created by extremist beliefs you know it's like QAnon or anti-vaxxers or whatever it's technically a cult a person that has extreme belief that starts their extreme belief into a popular thing and sometimes they go as far as making a church out of it now this cult is no different this is nebraska's Yahweh cult about slavery, torture, sodomy, and murder. Who assembled this cult lived in the Midwest, and his name is Michael Wayne Ryan. Michael Wayne Ryan was pretty much a person that had a blend of anti-Semitism white supremacy, and doomsday prophecies. Ryan often told his followers that he spoke directly to God, or as he called him, Yahweh, and those who disobeyed him would suffer the worst of deaths. Oxygen, which is a really popular crime you know, channel, website, whatnot, in their Deadly Cults episode, Former members of the Yahweh cult of Rulu, Nebraska, gave them shocking details of the heinous crimes of his followers and Michael Ryan. But before we get into those crimes, let's kind of go over the life of Michael Wayne Ryan. He was born in 1948, and he was a high school dropout who worked various manual jobs to support his wife and his children. He worked as a truck driver until a back injury forced him off the road. 
Feeling acute financial pressure and physical pain, he began using marijuana and looking for something to give him the spiritual strength to carry on despite life's challenges. Unfortunately, he found it in the Christian Identity Movement, which the Southern Poverty Law Center dubs a unique anti-Semitic and racist theology that rose to a position of commanding influence of the racist right in the 1980s. In the early 1980s, he began attending rallies by James Wickstrom, who preached Christian identity theology and anti-government sentiments. Then from, Rick, uh, from Wickstrom, he learned the basic tenets of the Christian identity movement. Despite the group's anti-Semitism, they used the ancient Hebrew name for God, which was Yahweh, and with some adherents even following a traditionally kosher diet. According to court documents, Wickstrom taught Ryan what was known as the arm test, where he would hold a person's arm and shoulder and ask a question of Yahweh to learn his will. If the answer was no, the arm would drop. If the answer was yes, the arm would stay up. The person holding the arm and asking questions had complete control of the other person's movements and could, man could manipulate the answers to his advantage. It was a trick Ryan used once he began attracting his own followers. Then he soon earned a reputation as Wickstrom's main man in Kansas. At one of Wickstrom's appearances, Ryan met widower Rick Stice, who owned a struggling pig farm in Bulu, Nebraska, and he also had been living with his three children. Stice invited Ryan and his family and followers to move onto the farm, where they would study the Bible, smoke pot, and amass weapons in preparation for Armageddon. We see this a lot, and it's not necessarily a cult thing, yes, there are doomsday cults, and there always has been, but we see this a lot within a higher belief of Christianity, like the TV evangelist and, you know, all those other type of people, the people with money. These are the type of people that push a doomsday or Armageddon type of ideology. These are the type of guys that's going to say, Jesus is going to come back tomorrow. And when tomorrow comes, he never comes back. Ryan told his followers he spoke directly to Yahweh and was possessed by the animal of the Archangel Michael. Archangel Michael led army of God against the forces of Satan in Revelation. And this tells of an apocalypse which presages the second coming of Christ. And this is the whole idea of, you know, the world is going to end, Jesus is going to come back, sinners, Satan, demons are going to go burn, and all of that type of stuff. A lot of it is metaphorical and imagery instead of an actual real thing. According to NPR Nebraska, Ryan referred to himself as the king and said Yahweh commanded he 
to take multiple wives, eventually four in all, who he referred to as his queens. He told Stoice to stop raising pigs as they weren't kosher. By stealing farm equipment and cattle, the cult would support itself and buy firearms and ammunition. Eventually, the rural cult would grow around to 25 numbers, which isn't a lot of numbers, but I guess to him it was. In early of 1985, cult members James Thim and Rick Stice ran afoul of Ryan after expressing doubts of Yahweh and the validity of the arms test. According to court documents, Tim and Rick Stice were demoted to slaves and were made to sleep outside chained to a porch and at various points forced to copulate with a goat and sodomize each other as punishment. Father and son Rick and Luke Stice were also forced to perform oral sex with each other. Ryan repeatedly abused Luke Stice, calling him a dog, a mongrel, and dog shit. According to court documents, Rick Stice later testified Ryan put ashes from a cigarette in Luke's mouth, spit on him, shot him in the arm, and tied a whip around the boy's neck and lifted him off the ground. So once again, Luke is uh, Rick's son. And I don't know how he was five at the time, I guess. I don't know if necessarily at every point he was, but I guess from the start he was. Around March 25th of 1985, Ryan, who weighed over 230 pounds, slammed the five-year-old boy into the cabinet and killed him. Ryan ordered Tim and Rick Stice to bury him in a shallow unmarked grave. In the weeks after his son's death, Rick reportedly ran away from the cult, leaving for good on April 4th. Ryan turned his wrath on James Tim next. On April 27th of 1985, he was beaten by Ryan and other male members of the cult after being accused of poisoning a turkey being eaten at a communal meal. He was then taken to one of the former pig pens where he endured days of horrific physical and sexual abuse, and then he was murdered. His 16-year-old son, Dennis, and cult members, Timothy Haverkamp, James Haverkamp and John David Andreas reportedly somatized him with the handle of a shovel and a pig, which caused grievous internal injuries. Ryan commanded each of the five men to whip Tim 15 times, a total of 75 lashes. Ryan had the men shoot off the tips of Tim's fingers on his left hand. Ryan broke Tim's arm and removed his skin from part of Tim's leg with the razor blade and pliers. After he commanded his son and Haver camp, camp to break Tim's legs, then Tim died after 
he was shot in the head. And then he was buried in an unmarked grave, just like the five-year-old boy. In June, James Heverkamp and Andreas were arrested for stealing farm machinery in Kansas, according to the documents that was from the court. As a result, authorities raided the farm, finding a weapons cache that included 150,000 rounds of ammunition and over $250,000 worth of stolen property. Heverkamp and Andreas told police about the murders in another raid in late August turned out the bodies of Luke Stice and James Tim. Michael and Dennis Ryan and Timothy Haverkamp were all charged with first-degree murder. Then Michael and Dennis Ryan went on trial in March of 1986, by which time Timothy Haverkamp had already pleaded guilty to second-degree murder. When asked why he participated in the torture and murder of James Tim, Dennis Rice Ryan said, because that's what Yahweh wanted. After 18 days of testimony, they were found both, or they were both found guilty, I should say. Michael of first-degree murder and his son to second-degree murder. Then Michael Ryan was sentenced to death in October of 1986. He pleaded no contest to second-degree murder charges related to the death of Luke Stice. Dennis Ryan was given a life sentence, but was released in 1997 after 12 years in prison and pleading guilty to manslaughter, according to a Kansas newspaper. After pleading guilty to all assault charges, most of them, um, former cult members James Haverkamp and John Andreas were Sentenced to 26 years in prison, but in 1980, or not 1980, but 1998, they were released. Timothy Heverkamp was sentenced to 10 years to life, but was released in 2009 after, rele after serving 23 years in prison. In 2014, Dalmaha Road Herald reported that the Nebraska Board of Pardons made the rare move of commuting his sentence, releasing him from a lifetime of supervision. After almost 30 years and several states of execution, May, uh, Michael Ryan died on May 24th of 2015 at the age of 66, and he died from cancer. In short, this is a, a fucked up cult, you know? This cult didn't have much followers. I think that's why they succumbed so quickly. I think that if there was more members, they would have had a better chance of surviving and now being caught for a few years at least. It does seem like that a lot of people, whether or not Ryan was getting followers, had even wanted to grow his cult. I think he just wanted a small community and where he didn't feel threatened in. I think he also felt like his power could have been stripped from him. 
and that's why he wanted so much control and that's why he pretty much ran a cult full of murder sex you know all that shit you know i wonder how far Rulu, or Rulu, now Rulu, Texas, Rulu, Nebraska is. Let's see. So Rulu is a village in Richardson County, Nebraska. In 2010, the population was 172. And as of 2019, it has gone down to 120. If you want to fly there, it take me three hours and 38 minutes. Let's see. Let me look at this picture. There's a picture uh, you can find it on Google of Michael Ryan and uh, boy sort, whoever these people are, but they're from the cult. Um, let's see. These people look like ordinary people, and you get remember that. You know, you, you can think that these people may have this cult because of X, Y, and Z. But ultimately, these are just people like you and me. These are the people that, you know, not just because of their extremist beliefs, but these are the people that can get tons of followers. There's also a picture of Ryan, as he is probably lent to his attorney. Um, so Rulo, Nebraska, is pretty much the border of Nebraska and Kansas, so it's not that far away from me. Well, it is, but it's like six hours, I think. Let's see really fast. To drive there, it would take me four hours and two minutes. And that's following Sioux City route. But anyhow, you know, he did some pretty messed up stuff. Let's see what else we can find really fast if we can. No, I don't think we can. But I think there's not a lot uh, about them. But, yeah, without that being said, sorry that this is a shorter episode. But it is what it is. Sometimes these episodes are going to be shorter. No. Without further ado, I hope that you guys are going to have a great couple of days. And the next episode that's going to come out is Late Night Rabbits. 
and that on Monday, it is our final episode of Without a Trace. And by the way, I hope you guys like the music. I made the music for all the series now, because I got tired of listening to what Anchor had. But all the music that we have for each series now is going to be made by me. So that's who's making it. Like I said, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, enjoyed the music, and be safe and have a great couple of days, great weekend.